we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I struggle to to comprehend how you would just, you know, willy-nilly sort of uh, say, hey, yeah, this is the God I like. I, I'm going to just serve that God. But I want to know if it's true, man. I, I want to understand the truth. You can edit that out, right? <laughs> he won't be here next episode. Hey there, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of the True Discussion Podcast. You know, it's the only podcast in the world where we can discuss anything with anyone and we know if it's true or not because we'll stand on the word of god as we do so we are your hosts once again my name is joseph dobbs and i am joined by the beautiful the good smelling the dainty what that's my favorite one who are you talking about because we have a guest on surely you're not introducing no 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 he's got a way better name who are you introducing that way Christopher. Come on, man. What? Why can't I get a good intro? That's a good intro. It's not. An honest? Because it's a lie. Mm. I don't know that I'm smelling real good, man. Dude. I'm be honest. You always smell on point. Don't. He has been traveling. <laughs> Believe that. I've been traveling, man. <laughs> Did you race to get back here? I didn't yeah, know what We were going pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Try, I mean... You know, being this the law, of course. But were you so fast that you had to leave your wife in the river? How dare you? No, I saved her. I saved her <laughs> life. I saved my wife's <laughs> life, dude. Can you say that, bro? Uh, can you be honest? Yes, now? yes, I can. You can. Yeah. Let's hear the story. Oh, dude. Uh, Wait, one... hold on. We got a guess. Okay, sorry. We don't have time for that. It would it would have been a good story, but we don't have time. So we are joined by our friend, our brother in Christ, Michael the Seed Dorn. And I was specifically <laughs> told. It was Big Seed. Oh, You're messing that one up too, man. How about just Michael Dorn? What's the difference? We, I'd explain it to you, but I I'm don't think you'd understand. I don't, I don't want to explain, explain that one. Michael, it's good to have you on here. Yeah, brother. thank you guys for asking me to come be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, it's been in the works for a while because I, yeah. I think we were going to like a month ago, and it's like stuff got in the way, and then... Uh, Chris, I had to actually talk Chris and to get you on here because Chris was like, no, I don't even like that guy. You know? And so I was like, come I, on, man. You know, you know that wasn't true at all. I know. No, that wasn't true at all. Um, no, but we are excited. So it's good. <laughs> what, uh, two and a half minutes in, and I'm not looking like a good dude on the episode already. Yeah, all right, man. Let's you're really fumbling up here. <laughs> Chris. That's a football term if you didn't know that. Fumbling. Okay. Here we go. Michael. And I asked before we started, it is Michael. It's not yes. Mikey. Mike, yeah. Which Michael. one? Which one do you hate the worst? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna put that on here. Oh, oh smart. It, <laughs> so we got man. Yeah, because there's someone man. that would. Yeah, no kidding. Smart man. Yeah. See, I would have just thrown it right out right, there, yeah. and then, but then everybody would hook, know, and that's what I'd be getting called. Yeah. That was the past. That was a very good job. Uh, very good. nice move. Okay, absolutely. absolutely. All right, all right. What are we gonna discuss tonight? Because usually we have the topic in mind, but Michael, this is this is your baby. Well, Tonight, the first thing, tonight's I, episode is his, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Michael, first, if you would tell the listener a bit about yourself, and and so that's what we'll start with. But the real re- not the real reason, but one of the biggest reasons we're on, we have you on is because uh, some time ago, uh, you you were you had a rather large task put on you by the Lord, and 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 we want to talk about that process because, man. It, it manifested itself in a, in a fantastic way. So if you would take some time and uh, just tell the listener about yourself, and uh, then we'll get going. 
Okay. Um, by trade, I guess for for my real job is uh, I sell seed for a living um, to different farmers, and so big seed works or or seed. <laughs> Michael um, the seed. <laughs> but um, I'm blessed. So first of all, um, I'm a child of God, and uh, and then I have a beautiful wife, Courtney, and then I have six kids, um, ranging from 18 to three months, and uh, actually three months today. Nice. Oh, nice. Three months today. So, um, but I've been blessed um, with a wonderful family and uh, heavily involved in my church, also the fire department and the chaplain on the department. Um, last couple of years, I've just kind of been trying to see what God's calling me to do. And um, 2020 for a lot of people was, you know, a downtime, yeah. you know, with COVID, but it was actually a true blessing for me. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'll get more into that. But so, yeah, that's. That's kind of my... Now, did you just celebrate uh, an anniversary not too long ago? Yeah, we've been married... um, Oh, man. 17 years. Okay. Very nice. Don't look at me like I'm going to bail you out. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at the cross behind me. Jesus saved me. (laughs) Give me the words. (laughs) Usually it's her that misses that, but 17 years. Awesome, man. Yeah, together 22. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause you're, cause how old are you? You're not 39. Right, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I feel like that seems like a rare thing in this, in this day and age. It is. So, I would agree. So, so I, I mean, a lot of people are 39. That's not that. No, it's not that. Been rare, together so. for 22 years. So, Michael, I, I know it's not the topic, but real quick, any tips or tricks for the newlyweds? Oh yeah. Come on. One comes to mind. Yeah. Find a church and <sighs> surround and let God be center of your relationship. There you go. Michael's like just full of wisdom tonight. No kidding. We need to ask him some hard questions. Yeah, we'll, some things we'll I don't know if you want to do that. No, I, I feel like <laughs> the name thing and then yeah. you know the marital tip. Have you fantastic. been on a podcast before? Have you done? No. Okay. First no, time. Just wise. All right. Just a wise man. Yeah. There you go. Michael Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's. Yeah. There we go. Right on. Okay. So uh, you mentioned a chaplain on the fire department. Yeah. How long have you been on the fire department? 15 years. That's awesome. Chaplain, I don't remember when they officially, mm-hmm. I think f- five years. And so what does that What does that look like? What does that consist of? Or? Being the chaplain? Mm-hmm. Actually, it all kind of, you want me to get into how it started? Sure. It's kind of a cool story. So, and I don't remember the year, um, but when the Joplin tornado hit, mm-hmm. um, my son, I think, was in first grade. But at school, the teacher asked a question, and he's like, hey, can we pray for the Joplin victims? And, you know, in the times we, we can have time of silence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, she sent that email to us saying, that, you know, hey, your son did this. Awesome. And I thought that was pretty powerful. And we were doing search and rescue at Miller's um, one evening. And I'm like, you know, I think we need to pray as a family because the fire department is a family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so after we got done training, I, I just had everybody take a knee and we prayed. And after that, you know, we have dinners or something. They'd say, hey, you want to pray for the meal? or, And then they started calling me chap. So mm-hmm. um, after a while, Pastor Rich Blanchett was at our church and talked with him and fire chief and got a recommendation from the pastor and the church and then from the fire chief, and then I submitted it to the mm-hmm. Federation of Fire Chapel. And so um, that's kind of how that all fell into play. Cool. But it's just taking that, that faith and being obedient and, like, listen to what God's put on your heart and say, right. hey, you should pray, you know, and lead these guys. 
Um, it doesn't. We don't do it all the time. Um, not as much as we should, but mm-hmm. that's something I got to figure out how to want to make that grow. So I feel like that's cool. really cool because that that really is sort of uh, one of the reasons that we're having you on. You know, it's just that first step of of obedience. You know, walking in faith, right? Not mm-hmm. walk by faith, not by sight. Um, and and so this is sort of what has come of it. Now you're the chaplain of the fire department. I don't know, man. I, I that's cool. Yeah. I spent some time in the a, fire department, and man, I, that's it's an awesome uh, responsibility. You know, it's not it's not for the faint of heart, and it's, it's a hard job. So I uh, I gotta be honest, I didn't even know you had that position, and uh, just curious, I guess. Uh, does everyone? Partaking that is, I mean, is everyone a, uh, a Christian or do you have some like, huh? What, I don't what ask. System? Oh, okay. I just ask everybody to pray. So, <laughs> this guy, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I usually, I've kind of slacked off lately um, with my obviously growing family and work and kids. It's just been tough to be even that active. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So, you know, to my brothers on the, and sisters on the department, apologize for that but you know it's hard you know when you mm-hmm. get life going and you have to make priorities sure and yeah, so absolutely. um but i try to encourage people and i'm out of cross necklaces but I, when i first started taking the chaplaincy thing a little more serious mm-hmm. i bought everybody uh horseshoe necklaces mm-hmm. and um then through one of the ministries there's um i think it's called rescue me but they give out Bibles to fire mm-hmm. departments. And so I had those come in and cool. um, then a prayer coin. I used to have prayer coins and we ran out of those as well, mm-hmm. but just try to encourage people. Um, and I haven't had ran into anything saying no. So oh, okay. Fair enough. I'm blessed by that. I was just now, curious. Uh, you, you didn't mention it, but for some time you were on EMS as well. Right. Or yeah. not, are you no, not I'm not involved in with that? EMS okay. anymore. Gotcha. So. Okay. Right. Very cool. So what what might be uh, – <clears throat> I've talked to Brian. I'd like to have him on. Oh, yeah. He's um, a good dude. Yeah, for sure. What has been probably one of the – if you can recall, this is putting you on the spot, but, like, what has been one of the biggest challenges spiritually on the fire department that you've had to deal with, whether that be personal for you or someone else that you've kind of walked walked someone through, been able to point people to the, to the cross and, and that? I think just being there for people in general can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I went on a couple of deals with Pastor Rich when he was here and um, some calls. And uh, the biggest thing is presence, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't even have to say anything. But being there with people, as you know, on being on the fire department, there are tough times, mm-hmm. you know, and you witness t- tough times for other people. And so I think the biggest thing is just trusting the Lord and, and then and then if you can offer to pray with them or if they're willing to pray with you mm-hmm. um, and just let the Lord speak through you and it gives them encouragement and, you mm-hmm. know, and some peace during that time of whatever they're going through. Um, but that's what I enjoy is just being able to do God's work and, and be there for people and, and listen, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes the hardest thing is listening and not being able to say anything, mm. sure. you know, so, but yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's a, I can relate with that struggle. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, did we? I feel like we had this conversation either recently or, or or I had it with someone about that of like when it comes to relationships. I think the example I was talking about with the wife mm-hmm. when uh, as a guy, mm. what do we want to do when we hear a problem? Well, it's like, well, give me a hammer and I'll fix it. Where's yeah. the Where's the switch? I'll fix it. Yeah, it's like no, just just listen. Mm-hmm. I I struggle with that. Yeah. I want to fix stuff. Because I'm a fixer, Chris. 
I I hadn't got that impression well, from you. But, I am so. Uh, that's cool, man. Is he the carpentry in this? Like yeah. Instructor. Yeah. But I, I'm terrible yeah. at fixing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey hold on. I got to take on, a YouTube break. They're on to me. Gosh <laughs> darn it. A YouTube break. YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> YouTubing it as I'm instructing. Okay, so no. it looks like what we got to do here is uh, this. Push play. Ta- yep. Yep, the play <laughs> button. <laughs> this guy says something different than me, but I'm going to go with the YouTube guy. All right. Hmm. Yeah, my bad. Okay, so you are also you're involved in your church, mm-hmm. and what is a, what capacity or or so just... I'm one of the deacons. Okay, um, four years ago, I stepped into being a deacon, mm-hmm. ran for three, uh, was in that position for three years, took a year off, and then came back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 2020. So nice, mm-hmm. very nice. So uh, one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is is some time ago. When was the the men's revival? It was June eighteenth and nineteenth. So th- this was a, a rather large event, and I, I'd like to get into sort of what led to that and, and just that process, if you wouldn't mind, man, because it's a big deal. Yeah, no, it was, it was super cool. Um, and I'm going to start off back in the fall of 2020. So mm-hmm. being in sales, I'm just going to lay it out there that um, it's, sometimes it can be tough, right? And you're out there talking to people, and you want them to buy your product, and so... Um, but money is always an option too with some people, you know, or, or it can be an issue. Like, and so one of my struggles I ran into, um, last fall is I don't like to bother people when they're harvesting about big discounts. Cause a lot of companies have their big discounts early in this fall, starting like September. Um, the company I'm with, we don't start our big one. It starts whenever, but it doesn't like the deadline for the first dead, uh, discount isn't like until mid November, first of December. And so, I don't like to bother people. I want to be able to pick or harvest their crop, you know, take a look mm-hmm. at it, find hybrids that they like, you know. And so um, this last fall, it was challenging because, you know, we had COVID prior. And uh, and so with that, I, I just, the thing that was great about COVID is I started trusting God more, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not what the government was saying, you know, and, and just trusting in what the Lord is doing. And, uh, and so I really loved it because actually that opened up conversations with farmers that I've typically don't talk to about, you know, and it's my, my background or what I believe in. Mm. And so, um, with that being said, you know, as with some other guys, some farmers, and then we were just talking about, you know, the times we're in and the struggles and I'm like, you know, I'm not worried. And I'm like, why not? I said, because the Lord's got it, you know? And, and he's like, yeah, I like that, you know? And so it's kind of cool. Cause then you get that relationship going of, oh, he's a believer, you know? And so oh, you can yeah, start yeah. talking more. And, uh, there's one grower that, in the past, I've been doing seed for 17 years, 15, something like that. And uh, there was a grower that I could always go and talk to. Um, he's a brother in Christ. But over the last 10 or 12 years, I go out and talk with him. And we can talk about, you know, stress or struggles or whatever, um, biblical things or challenges. And this year, or 2020, kind of gave me that option to open that door, you mm-hmm. know, and start talking to others about it mm-hmm. and got rid of that fear factor. Um, and so, but tw- like, so back to this last fall, I was just like, you know, it got really nice after harvest. So there's guys still in the fields and I was like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna make my quota, you know, to make my, mm-hmm. to make my living. I just gave it to God. I said, Lord, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's on you. I'm giving it to you. And come January, um, I met my needs for my income. And so I was like, man, I'm, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was having lunch with my pastor and one of my farmers came up to me and 
his hired man. He's like, hey, you out digging up new customers? I said, no. I said, I'm not. He said, why not? I said, because the Lord's blessed me with the guys I need. Mm-hmm. So why why go put myself through the stress of, you know, undercutting someone else to try to make a... Mm. And it's just because I'm not going to the cheapest seed... I'm not the cheapest seed corn mm-hmm. um, or whatever. And so... But it's just a blessing and realizing that the Lord blessed me in that. But I, also, during that time frame, we had a pastor transition, and I was helping as lead deacon. I was helping, you know, doing follow-up calls and just helping with whatever I could do, and, I, mm-hmm. you know, I love doing that. And so I was really enjoying it, and I had some people like, you should apply. And I'm like, no, I'm not ready for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. there's some things I need to work on in my own life. Um, there, was some, there was three different things I need to get rid of, and one was fear, guilt, and... I'll think of it. Got rid um, of it. I got rid of it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I got rid of all three Gow. of those. Um, but so I was just like, I'm not ready, you know. I don't think I need to do some more theological studying and get deeper into the Bible. Um, and they're like, I still think you should apply. And I had other people say, hey, pastor. You know, I'm like, I'm not the pastor. Sure. So, right, right. Um, but through that process, in the January, February, um, Fire Chief James asked me to go with him to the men's summit or retreat with the free church. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could use that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I went with them and during that time frame, that was in March. Um, I was truly blessed because I got to meet some, you know, new brothers in Christ. And, and I was talking to, uh, Orrin Holly was trying to get me to go to the men's encounter the cross and it just never worked out with kids and their activities and, mm-hmm. And I'm like, so when I, he's like, you got to go. Cause when you go and there's like 300 men worshiping God, it's just amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. Well, there was like 40 at this men's summit. And when they, after the first song, everybody started singing, mm-hmm. you know, and it was powerful to see or to hear and see, you know, 40 men standing and praising God. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was just moving. And there was a lot of, you know, we had a good guest speaker, Bill Rader. Um, he was a chaplain from up in Denver. I think he was a chaplain for the Broncos and the Rockies. But good dude. Um, you know, and got to hear some things from him that kind of relayed back to my life of like, oh, I've been there, you know. Mm. And um, met some really cool people along that way, too, with um, Corey Weedle was one of them. And then Brian's brother, Grant, or the, four I, or the three I went with. And uh, just building that relationship and... Brian and I have a close relationship anyways, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't used to always be that way. Because um, mm-hmm. when he first moved here, I was on county, and he moved to the city department, and they didn't like each other, you know? And oh, okay. so <laughs> it was like, no bueno. <laughs> and, um, but when Brian got asked to take over the department, I just went in. I said, hey, I said, we just laid out a table. Both of us said, I want to keep doing it. I'm sorry for what I said, what I did. Same for him, you know, and now we're like best friends, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, I consider cool. him one of my cool. best friends, you know, yeah. and, um, but I'm just blessed with so many brothers anyways. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when I was through that process, when we were up there, we got, I got rid of that guilt and we had, Corey had like this, um, what do they call it? Exercise that we had to like get rid of right down. I will not be transformed to this world. And so I wrote down three things I wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, I will be, no, I will not be conformed to this world. I'll be transformed through Christ or something mm-hmm. like that. And so we had a Mr. Miyagi break the boards and get rid of it. And so, but it was, it was true blessing. Cause I got to sit down with those three guys in our cabin and just literally just break down and share my testimony. Mm-hmm. And so I never really knew until then, 
because I got baptized back in 2003, you know, asked God to be, or Jesus come to my life and be mm -hmm. my Lord and Savior, and got baptized, and I thought that was my testimony. It was my, from birth until I got baptized. Mm -hmm. But until, you know, March 10th or 11th, when we were talking and I was sharing my testimony, I realized my testimony is still going. Mm -hmm. So how can I improve that and share it with others to maybe help them get better? Sure, yeah. And so, um, so I got to back up a little bit a month to January, no, February 28th. We were, um, Ryan Edberg was in town, and we were listening to him speak over at um, Kingsway, or no, Calvary, Calvary Gospel. And uh, a friend of mine came up to me and said, hey, my husband needs to share his vision with you. I said, okay. So Ryan Colwell came over, and he said, hey, I've had this vision that we should have like a men's revival or tent revival in this area. I said, that's awesome. Let's do it. You mm -hmm. know, and, and he's like, well, I don't know what to do. And so Dallas, <laughs> um, I said, well, let's make it like an encounter. I've never been to one, but Dallas is like, well, I have Dallas. And he's like, I'm like, okay. So we we're like, well, let's get together. And so like, we, like we planned on it and weeks went by and couldn't get in contact with him. Dallas left town. And, and for some reason, Ryan wouldn't call me back. Mm. And, uh, and so finally we got things settled down and got brought things together after I got back from that men's summit. And um, it was just, we finally got together and it was really cool. But before, so when I got back from the men's summit uh, until we met, so that week after I got back from the men's summit, I knew the Lord had something on my heart. He's like, you need to do this tent revival. And so I started thinking, I started writing stuff down in a notepad, you know, just like um, got the tent lined up, checked, made sure availability was there. Um, had some worship ideas, uh, food ideas, um, down to the T-shirts, you know, guest speakers just kind of came to me. And so mm -hmm. I went to work, and I just started writing things down. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is going pretty easy because, I mean, I had it all laid out. <laughs> and I told the Lord, I said, you know, if this isn't for me or if this isn't for you, take it. Mm -hmm. I don't want it. You know, I don't want to be a part of it because I want it to be for him. Yeah. And so when I met with the Dallas and Ryan, they walked in, and they were sitting there um, – having a Coke or something. And I came in with this notepad and Ryan's like, wow. <laughs> He's like, I got to be honest with you. It's like, when you called, I didn't even tell my wife you called because I knew she'd be on me to get back to you. And he said, I didn't know what to do with this. And uh, so we started talking about it and I showed him what I had laid out and it just kind of fell together. And we're like, all right, we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to figure out a weekend, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody's so busy. And we ran into Sweet Swinger at the first part of June. I didn't want to do it during planting season because I wanted to make it so people, like if whether it's a farmer or whoever is working, can come and go. You know, they could go, they could stay wherever, they could camp it. We had it down at the Smoky Gardens. Mm -hmm. um, the commissioners gave us a blessing for that down there, and that was super cool, beautiful place. Um, but I made it so they could camp or drive home because I know guys have chores to do. And so, but like, just kind of keep going, kept going and talking about things and like vendors and stuff like that are God put on my heart to just like a, the t-shirt design. I saw Danny um, from black ink at Walmart. I'm like, I'm going to hit her up for a design and t-shirts. And, um, so I just, that's how I went down the line. I went like Kimmy Roar or Kimmy Smades. She, um, did the, she printed off all the flyers for me mm -hmm. and the letters to the churches of intent of what we were doing. And, um, just kind of went to the people that fell into that I ran into, right, you know, yeah. cause I wanted to, I wanted God to be able to bless those people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as we put this on. And yeah, so cool. it worked out really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. I mean, I feel like that's 
I mean, that's that's wise in itself. Wise, wise leadership to be able to recognize, hey, look, you know, I, I can't do everything, and there are people that actually have some some gifting that that would be of great use and benefit, and like you say, would be a blessing to them. To so very cool. Yeah. Well, I like too that uh, you know this idea kind of falls in your lap, and it's like, well, what what do you do? I like you know the group of guys is like, what do we do? And I like hearing from your story, like. Yeah, you you know, you started writing stuff down. I mean, you obviously had a heart for it, but I like the you like you said, you ran into people, like stuff just kind of falls into place. Right. I'm sure it still had its pressures and its difficulties, but it's like I don't know, it just it really like, didn't. Okay. I so mean, that's what that's what's cool. Like yeah, it, it was just awesome. worked. Cause I've helped with I was on Ducks Unlimited board, um, Northwest Kansas Ducks Unlimited and helped with that chapter for like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um and I've this was so easy to put together. You know, compared to doing those, what? you know, and having six or seven different people helping doing it. Right. And it was just Ryan, Dallas, and I. It was super easy. I mean, God just laid it out. And, you know, and of course, you always have these um, visions of like, oh, you're going to, I'm going to see like 300 people. Right. Sure. And, uh, you know, some of the other, Dallas is like, I don't know, maybe, you know, and, but he's like, we just trust, you know, whoever's going to come needs to be there. Yeah. There you go. And so, but, we didn't know how it was going to take off, you know, and it was a lot of work. I mean, it was a lot of work to put together because, like I said, it fell together pretty easy, and then just everything was amazing. Kind of took off. It, yeah. Um, so I guess moving forward, probably a dumb question, but is it going to be an annual thing? Or yes. you're already going, man, next, next year? Next Father's Day. Okay. And then to that, um, is there anything you guys have stepped back and went, okay, here's what, here's what needs to definitely happen next time. Here's what we need to change. I mean. We still need to have a post event meeting um okay so probably with fair coming up i'm guessing it'll probably be after fair now yep. but you know it's moving forward we, we already kind of talked a little bit amongst ourselves um and have some game plans that we need to do but we need to sit down and kind of figure out okay what worked well what do we need sure. to change sure. um but i personally think that it went really well um for a first time thing too i mean yeah yeah it was amazing and, and probably another dumb question but you don't have any experience putting an event together or is that something you've done before i've done like the ducks unlimited i've did a couple oh, excuse of those. Me. You, right. you said that that's right, right. <clears throat> but not like the schedule part like I, I sat down at work one day and i started writing it out and i already knew some people that i wanted to have speak which would be right of course myself and then dallas and ryan and then orrin holly i had him come in and speak and then um kelly cop uh kelly k ministries i had him come out he's a good friend of mine ryan edberg another good friend of mine so i already had guest speakers on my mind, mm-hmm. you know, and so I just filled out a schedule. Then I asked him, <laughs> so and that was it. Yeah. So did you get uh, all the guests that you went after? You got them all, or was there anyone couldn't make it? Oh, we had. I think we had. I want to say eighty three, eighty five, pre registered before, because it's a total free event. I didn't want to charge anybody, mm-hmm. um, and that's still not my plan moving forward, because. God's put it on my heart that it needs to be free. And so, and we were blessed abundantly through different churches and um, individuals that were with love offerings. It was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me. I meant uh, the speakers. Speakers, were we're going to change it up. Okay. Um, you know, that's something I've been praying about. And then I have a couple ideas of some different people to come in. So I'm, I want to keep it fresh. Um, sure. And then leave it up to Dallas and Ryan and, and myself, you know, 
give us some time to pray about, you know, what God's done for us this past year. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what this was designed around was to bring the biggest goal behind it was to bring men together and let them know that they're not alone. Um, sure. Because with my testimony and what I shared was out of Matthew 13 and, and the parable of the sower, and this is where um, Corey, he kind of hit me up on I was actually looking at another parable. He's like, I think you need to look at the sower because you're a seed man. That's your email. That's what you do. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so we, I prayed about it, and then I read it in different, I don't know, like four different versions, you know, in the different Bibles, and, and just kept praying about it. And so what I, what I came across is, you know, how does that apply to my life? And so quickly, I guess, is I have to look that up so I can no, that's fine. make sure I get it right. A um, couple of things I'm curious about, too. Um, I guess as a, as a, I don't want to say theme, but as a, as a specific topic, were, were messages designed to, to do one thing, or, or is it just kind of a, hey, I'm just going to have speakers come and we're, we're just... So we designed it. We, I guess we didn't really design it. We did... We just led, so like everybody shared, except for like Kelly and Ryan, they, they did specific messages. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else shared their testimonies. Okay. And I thought that was the most powerful way to do it. And that's probably kind of what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to lean towards keep doing because it just gives people a different vision of, oh, I've been there, you know, and, mm. and it helped Michael through it. You know, God helped Michael through it. He didn't do it on his own. Right, and so, right. and that's kind of like when it comes down to, my testimony and what I shared with Matthew 13, the biggest part is God's word in my life in different times are different soil types. But how we can become bountiful is by who we surround ourselves with. Mm. And so, um, you know, that's, I don't know, to me it's huge because I keep finding new brothers and sisters in Christ that help me along the way. Right. So. Right. No, man, that's good stuff. What do you got? What were you looking up there for like man, 30 it's way, minutes? The thing is, is I, 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 I did that thing where, so first of all, this, I'm going to call this, this is the Joseph Dobbs. I hey, know. so 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I couldn't remember the name and I feel like I want to be biblically accurate. What I, going back to the conversation in the church, hey, I had this vision of this mm-hmm. thing. And your response reminds me of in, in John 6, where Jesus, where they feed the 5,000, John 6, verse uh, 9, it's, uh, you know, for back, I guess maybe if you back up a little bit, they were like, oh gosh, how would we do this? It would cost so much. Well, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how, you know, but how far will they go uh, among so many, his response immediately is like, "Hey, we have we have this." Mm-hmm. Wait, then he gets in his own way to some degree, but at the same time, like that's his immediate response. And your immediate response is, "Yeah, let's do it." Right, right, like let's do it. I don't. And then, of course, like, well, what does it look like? And all the planning and all that stuff. It's like it took care of itself. Is is the is really the deal? But it did take the faith to say, "Yeah, let's do it," right. and and the willingness to. Okay, I don't know what it looks like, but it's not impossible, you know? So I guess I appreciate that, going back a little bit. That's immediately what I thought of, but I couldn't remember who who uh, said that initially. So. Oh, I got you. But anyway. Yeah. No, That's I'm awesome. With, it, I'm with you. It's, on that, it's that struggle of like, no, I'm listening, but it's like, gosh, I, I got a point, and it takes like... <laughs> Well, I just... <laughs> yeah, I had to look, because there's, there's different story. I mean... Yeah, yeah. You know, different... No, no, it's all good. 
Um, going, Michael, going back to what you said, I, I, I'm with you, man. I dig the, yes, the, the specific message because it, it has its time and its place. Absolutely, because you can, you can deliver something on, on a topic you know people need to hear. That's great. But I'm with you in, in, as, as far as hearing someone's testimony, especially, and I'm, I'm going to speak for me, uh, when I was very <laughs> new to the faith, uh, I looked at every, every Christian anyhow as someone, man, that's someone who's a black belt Christian. They got it all figured out. That's, that's why they're a Christian. Like, they've. They don't have any problems. They certainly don't have the problems I have, right? But when you hear someone uh, maybe in an upper position or, or someone shoulder to shoulder and you, you go, man, they, wow, they struggle just like me. Right. What? And they got through it? How in the world? That means I can get through it. Like they, that means my struggle is not new. I can do this too. And so there's, I'm with you. There's something powerful in hearing testimonies because what well, we're called to do that, I mean, just share what you have witnessed. That's all you have to do. Yeah, no, and I think that's so. On our shirts and our main verse that we put on there um, and on the posters is Proverbs sixteen nine: A man's heart plans his way, but the oh. Lord directs his steps. Yep. You know, and I think that's and we call it the harvest because the harvest is plentiful right now. You know, we need a people are seeking and they're hungry for to know more and to and they're just wanting something different. And so that's kind of how we came up was trying to figure out how we're going to granted it's during or right around harvest time but it was like what are we going to call this and that was the hardest thing honestly that was the hardest thing was figuring out what are we going to call it that was the challenge yes <laughs> well e- easy enough that's funny because i don't know it, okay so was it like the first or last thing you you ended up no, we didn't want to call it something harvest. We just didn't okay. know what. And so I'm okay. like, let's just call it the Harvest Men's Revival. <laughs> First it was conference, and then we changed it to revival. You know, let's bring people, get people excited for Christ to go out. And we're hoping to, you know, I guess the big con- big scheme of things, we're wanting to bring, so when men left, they could go out to their communities, to their workplaces. Mm. You know, we had, it was for kids or for people 15 and up. So we wanted our teens to be able to come. Sure. And at first, that was a struggle because um, I'm like, do I really want to share my testimony with my son or, you know, or would some, would some dads be comfortable sharing with, um, what they're going through with their dad around. And I'm like, uh, Oren made the comment. He's like, man, the world's influencing our kids. We better start to, you know, I'm like, oh, right on. Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. And we had the, the pastors, the pastors that were there. I just, when we had our breakout session, um, all the teens went to them. Mm. Um, so the dads could go off into different groups and talk, and the kids could go with the pastors, which they most of the kids knew the pastors anyway. So, um, but it gave them a chance to open up. Gotcha. So. No, I do. Uh, that's a good point. The fifteen-year-olds, because maybe there's a there's an age too young where it's like, eh, they're not ready. But dude, well, and we're flexible. The world, if the dad thinks they're they're mature enough to handle something, we'll we'll let them come. There you go. But, I mean, I like what you say. If the world is, is getting after him 24-7, you know, you well, as like, a dad and a, and a, a, right. a sure. you know, male leader, you better step in and fill that, fill that role. Well, then being able to witness uh, the authenticity yeah, man. Is, is vitally important. Yeah. I, th- I think that's the biggest disservice that, that there is <clears throat> in church. And, and, and I don't mean to overgeneralize, but it just seems like you have to go and put on this, this face, you know, um, that, that there's this level of just not being genuine at all. 
right? And so I think that that is, that's sort of repulsive in some ways, right? Because, you know, you go to church and it's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. Even though, like, maybe you're not good. Maybe, maybe you're hanging by a thread here. And, you know, and it's unfortunate that, that that's kind of where we're at, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I guess all the more reason that, you know, uh, why shouldn't young men see that authenticity right. being able to break down, being able to share a testimony of like, look, it's not easy. You know, life is not easy. And, and like Joseph, you mentioned earlier too, like looking up to some of these, you know, Christian men that you think, man, yeah. this guy's got it all together and this and that. And, may, and maybe they do comparatively or, or maybe they really don't, but they hide it well, but at any way, the authenticity to be able to say, yeah, man, this is something that I actually do struggle with or, or to be able to put that shield down a little bit, you know, to have an environment where it's safe, you right. know, yep. I think is, is important. So, well, cause, cause even if, even if you find the, the Christian who's a black belt, they just, they got it all mastered. Even if that's true, there was a point in time where they, they weren't. Mm-hmm. And so I would definitely want to pick their brain and be like, man, how how did you get there? Well, I would go a step further even to say that if they are a black belt, then that means that that they can, they get uh, just the God's grace. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they understand. Yeah. <laughs> they should understand God's grace and mercy more than yeah. almost anyone. Probably like, you knucklehead, here's what it's about. <laughs> oh, okay. So Dude, I, I do <laughs> – I know that about you too. Uh, and I would agree with you, man. The, the – uh, the kind of little annoying thing where, and, and you said it like when you go to church and you say, how are you doing? And someone's like, no, I'm good. But it's like, really your, your heart's busting. And it's like, no, I'm, I mm-hmm. need prayer, man. I, I, I'm with you in saying that that's out there, but I, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we, sure. we can full on confess, man, it's all about him. And he covers my sin or excuse me, washed away, but I still want to wear my mask mm-hmm. every Sunday morning and let people sure. think I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I, don't I mean, know, it's man. like, Making an appointment to go to a hospital and then showing up and going, no, I'm good. Yeah. Why, why'd you come here? That like well, your leg is like gushing right now. Like, what's your problem? You're not fine. I mean, you're fine, but like your leg's missing. Yeah. You're, you know, come on, we can we can do something. Yeah. Just strange, man. So did you? Uh, we I didn't get to make it, man. I apologize. I I really wanted to make it, but yeah, I brought your shirt with. Me. I brought oh, it. I'm so sorry. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't earn it. Hey, but, thanks, man. Um, next year, man, I'm putting it on my calendar. Uh, but at any rate, did during the event, did you have, did you have some some testimony that that just was moving that got men engaged? And, and I think the, all of them did. Yeah, um, you know, I think for me, listening um, to everyone speak was amazing um, mm-hmm. because it's just cool to see what God did in their lives. And mm-hmm. and I know that not every single one, nobody's perfect, sure, right? And absolutely. so, except for Jesus Himself, mm-hmm. so, Amen. you know, and so. It was cool to just to see everybody come together. Um, Friday night, we didn't do a whole lot. Um, we had uh, dinner, and then we had worship, and I spoke that night. Um, you know, kind of made it short because people that were camping could go fish, you know, or play Frisbee golf, but I think it was dark by the time we got done anyways. <laughs> um, and then on Saturday, it was really cool because we kind of took the um, – we had a breakout of, I think, about 1030 or so. And that's when we broke up in small groups. And so I just encouraged everyone to go and get with five groups of six and then with people you didn't know, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to build relationships with people and help, you know, just kind of, you know, come together. And um, then we got, they could go down and sit and they always had a notepad. They could write down some things they wanted to get rid of. 
And so we had a cross there, and so they could nail those things to the cross, um, which I know is similar to what they they can they have that at the encounter. Um, but I thought it was when Oren was telling me about that, I was like, that's important, you know, and and it really was because even on I'll get to that later. I'll get to that. But okay, um, <laughs> yeah, it was cool because then people kind of came together, and then Saturday that afternoon we had some free time. People could go fish, golf. We had a five stand trap thing set up on the south side of the lake, and you know, just people could just go bond and build relationships and they could sit and talk or do whatever, you know? And so it worked out really nice. So, so going into it, um, and maybe you already expressed this and I apologize if you have, but what was the main thing that you were wanting men to walk away with? Okay. So that, that goes back to, and I jump around a lot. So, um, (laughs) so forgive me, but that goes back to where, like I said, when they, we were hoping that when people left or when the men left, they could go forward being excited you know, saying because they they either heard or talked to somebody um, or shared something themselves that they could go away feeling free, mm-hmm. you know, and knowing that God's got them, you know, and he's there with you, walking with you. Um, and that's one of the big things that kind of, I'm going to put this out there so we don't have to edit it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I had, there's somebody that always said, who he always said, you know, well, when Jesus says, when there's two or more or two or more gathered, I am present. Mm-hmm. No, he's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And that just, so when I hear that, when people take that and put it in the context, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, no, where's your faith at? Mm-hmm. You know, because, and I'm going to get, so when I, being a chaplain and, and working through some things, um, I was struggling with uh, a situation and I called one of the um, ladies in our church and um, she's a good friend of ours. Um, and her husband is one that encouraged me to step into the deacon role the first time. And so I, I just talked to her and she's like, Michael, God's got this, you know, just trust in him. I'm like, okay. And I stepped out of my pickup and at the house and I'm, and I look up and there is a cloud that to me resembles a angel. Um, and so I'm like, man, he's everywhere, right? He's listening. And so and I run into some people saying, well, I just don't hear what God's saying. I'm like, look around. He's not, you're not going to always hear a voice. You're going to see what mm-hmm. you need to look and see the beauty or what he's putting in front of you because we're so blind by what this world has done sure. to us. We're missing the big picture. We're missing what he's putting in front of us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to find that photo for you so I can show it to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be great for the listeners. I know. <clears throat> It'll be good for you, though. No, no, no. So no, actually, why? no, you could. I mean, we can share if. If we want to put that, up, you know, yeah, uh, get a tattoo. Now, on. why? And maybe you already talked about this, and maybe that this was a part of the the gentleman's uh, his perspective oh, when he out. first uh, approached. Wow, that is cool. Uh, when he first approached you, uh, but why? Why men and not women? You know, why not just a revival? Why? Why the emphasis on men? Because I feel like we need the men to step up and be strong leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, women, I'm not nothing against women by any means. Cause I guarantee you, if I would have had this for women, there'd probably have been 300 there. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, cause I had a bunch in that, but the, a lot of the women came around, um, when I first shared it on Facebook, after I set up our page, um, I shared it to all the men mm-hmm. on my page, on my friends list. I'm like, it was like, just, you know, mm-hmm. not a whole lot of movement. So then I shared it with the women, and then it just started blowing up, mm-hmm. you know. Funny? <laughs> but, it didn't, but it was cool because the women encouraged their spouses to, mm-hmm. to come. Yeah. You know, and so I, I see in the future there will be um, something like that, 
you know, mm-hmm. for the women in this area. Mm-hmm. I hope someone will step up and do it. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Well, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate the that perspective because I, I fully 100% agree men need to step up. Yeah. I think that, you know, the state of the church and, you know, in a lot of ways the state of the nation is is because of weak men. And that that's, you know, that might sound like a, a sort of a harsh uh opinion but mm-hmm. that that's that's how i feel about it you know so but it, but as it pertains to the church i mean that i think men have just sort of i don't know man well if no there's there's no way to beat around the bush man if if uh you look at this the current state of the church or the average household i mean wherever you look at and men are called to be the leaders and there's a problem who do we look to the men Mm-hmm. Something's lacking. Something has gone wrong. So whether we're we're putting someone on blast and saying, hey, you're failing, or or we're looking at all men in general and going, hey, no, we can improve and step up and lead better. I mean, that's the need's there. Well, right? I mean, you look at like even some of the statistics out there that, you know, just even as a culture, you know, if you know on some I've read some polls where it's like women when it when it comes to levels of morality, women are rated higher than men. Uh, you know, success rate, leadership, all of these things. I mean, it to me it's staggering. And it's not about that women are incapable. That's not my issue. My issue is simply to your point, men need to step up. Because that's that is what God has created us to do. And when we when we neglect to honor God in that we see the things that we're seeing. And so mm-hmm. no kudos to you, man, for trying to engage. Well, I'm not perfect. No, you know? no, and no, so no, that's no. where I get I'm that. Not, I still need to do a better job myself. You sure. know? And so that's we all was, do, man. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to get rid of was, um, that I forgot the fear, the guilt, but then I wanted to be, there was, I have an issue with lashing out, you know, and I was going to be honest, you know, that's my tongue. It's the tongue I wanted to get rid yeah, of. It's yep. my sharp tongue. I can, I can't see that, man. Yeah, I not tonight. See, I guess I just don't know you well enough, man. I feel bad. <laughs> I'm now. harder on my kids than anybody else. But <laughs> oh yeah, hey, you know, and I'm still working on it. Still not perfect, even though I gave it away. You know, I know I still got to keep sure doing it. And so back to that, I was describing about the angel picture. Mm-hmm. So when I was talking with this couple, I was marrying a good friend of mine, um, which challenged me, and I love him to death. Um, he took this picture of my phone. Uh, when I was telling how God's always with you, mm-hmm. do you see my phone? Oh, on top of the phone, yeah. That's funny. What's it look like? What's a cross? Uh, yeah. And so I just thought that was cool. I'm like, you know, it's just proof that, you mm-hmm. know, if you're just looking, it's there. You know, sure. he's there with you. So mm-hmm. anyways, off that tangent. So, <laughs> Sealed by the Holy Spirit, man. That's that's what we are when we're, we're in Christ. I'm with you in, in that we're, you're not alone. You're not yeah. alone. I mean, that's what you're, no, you're filled. He's, he sent the helper, so right. it's good stuff, man. So now, new <clears throat> now moving forward, uh, and I think Joseph asked you about this. Uh, you know whether the format changes or anything like that. Obviously, there's some time between now and then. Um, but what what is it that you want men to leave with? Is it the same thing? Is it changed? Um, and and then of course, obviously, you know that you know, the answer to that question is going to determine, okay, well, this is, this is how we're going to accomplish that. So, um, I think it depends on, <clears throat> I think you're, they're going to leave with what they want to take in. Sure. Right. Yeah, you know, fair. and so I'm hoping as they, the ones that came are 
doing what we kind of hoped is going out and, and setting a better example or leading their household or at workplace mm-hmm. or school for the kids, you know, whatever that may be. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't, like I said, moving forward, I think the biggest thing still is to just, you know, let other people come and share their testimonies and, and you know, have some direction, mm-hmm. you know. Now, did you did you work it out where like these these men that came because I, I assume they're kind of from all over? Yeah, Ryan Edberg, he's from Tennessee, um, Nashville, and so and then Kelly K, he's from Kingfisher. Well, I guess I mean the, and the then, people who attended. Yeah, so attendees, I don't have to look. Well, at, at, my question but is is just something they're from all over, <clears throat> right? That you're right, and so is did you set up a way to be able to either engage afterwards or to get help get them plugged into say a men's ministry or just ministry in general? I did not. Okay. That's something we could probably look at doing because. But I feel like when we, because Saturday we got, Saturday was cool. I just got to share that. I mean, it was cool. So we had a storm move in that evening right before dinner. And uh, so some people left um, and then some stuck around and ate in the rain. And then we're like, let's go to the church. And so everybody started heading to town and some went home. Some, and then we, I think we were probably 30, 40 at the church. Um, so we just went to the church and opened it up so we could have, cause we had to take all the sound down before the storm mm. came so we didn't get wet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, let's just go to the church. We can play worship music and, you know, and finish out. And, uh, it was super cool. I mean, we started about eight o'clock by the time we got to town, got going is like eight and, uh, we left at 10. So the speaker spoke, you know, Kelly, I think, Hey, I think he preached for like an hour, but the rest of it was just prayer and mm. just getting rid of, and you know, it's so cool bringing men together and they're just, you know, praying for each other and just, it was awesome. That's, I mean, it just, awesome. it gives me chills thinking about it. Just, mm-hmm. it was so cool to yeah. see the spirit move mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. That, that is really cool. Now, uh, you had an incident prior to setting up Friday, right? That Friday, or, yeah. is that right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. There was a pretty gnarly accident. Wasn't yeah, there, there was a, there was a bad accident on I seventy, and um, I was actually heading out because what I had prepped to talk about wasn't falling into place. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go down there early, you know. And I had to take some stuff down because every, everything was pretty much set up. But um, and so we had that page. I'm like, oh. so I went and and helped with that. And um, but you know, just no. I being that you've been on the fire department so long and EMS. What is your perspective when it comes to mortality, and 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 how does that impact your your spiritual life? My biggest concern in that whole situation is, and I think this is kind of goes back to why I wanted to do a revival in a sense is and then share the gospel and, and share the what God can do for you and share the Bible with people is you don't know where people are at mm-hmm. right in, mm-hmm. in their walks and so. Um, so just, I don't know, I just try to stay humble about it and sure. just pray about it. So sure. I don't know how to be- what the best way to answer that is. So. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I no, guess, it's... I mean, I, I feel like that's one of those things that, that I gleaned from the fire department. And I wasn't on EMS, so, uh, but but I've, I've been on a couple just gnarly accidents in that. And it's like, man, life is so short and fragile. And we take so much for granted. Um, and so that's, I feel like that's one of the, reasons that I'm so uh, encouraged by you and your process to like, yeah, let's do it. You know? Um, 
is because life is so fragile, man. And if we're going to wait for the perfect opportunity, and if I'm going to wait for when I have it all together, or I have all the answers, or I have all the resources, or I have all the money, or whatever it is that we're waiting on, it's never going to happen. Right. Right? And so that's one of those things that I feel almost inspired, right? Like, man, don't wait. You got to, you got to get moving and it's never, it's never going to be perfect. There's a really good book called lead for God's sake. I don't know the author. Um, I hate reading. Just putting it out there, you know, especially (laughs) when I was growing in high school, not one of my favorite subjects, but a boss, one of my old bosses gave it to me and I sat down and read it for like two days. Like it's not very long, Mm -hmm. but it talks about purpose. You know, mm-hmm. and walking through life, and what is your purpose? What does God design you to do? Mm-hmm. And that book, not to be, I don't know, harsh or whatever, but it gave me some clarity on when I know that's so. Like, if you know somebody that's passed or whatever, mm-hmm. you could, if you know who they are, you may you may know what their purpose was, or maybe they fulfilled their purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so I think it just kind of when you don't know those people and where their walk is. Mm-hmm. What is, you know, what was their purpose? Right. So, yeah. But it's a really good book. Check it out. Hmm. So. Uh, Todd Gongwer? Yes. Okay. So check it out, huh? Yeah. I think it was probably the last name that you were stuck on. Yeah. <laughs> Todd. <laughs> it, was Todd. it was just a cool book. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, cool. I've gave a few of them out just for, especially like kids in, that are in sports, because it talks about leadership and, mm-hmm. and and having God in your life and prayer and stuff. So. Oh, nice. Um, Kind of a... Probably going to come off as nosy, but it's not just because uh, I, f- I feel like God clearly took the, the steering wheel and was like, nope, I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. And everything fell into place. But just being curious, because um, you kind of you said it quickly. Uh, this this was a free admission, right? Mm-hmm. That just just come, come gather, please, men, um, which is awesome because a lot of these things are a hefty fee. And, and by all rights, that's fine. I mean, if right. you guys want to charge to cover food and whatever, I get it. I'm not complaining. But I'm being curious, was there financial stuff that needed to be covered? I mean, speakers oh, or yeah. sound? There and- was about, I want to say about 10,000, 10,500 roughly. I'd have to look. But um, and, and so how was that covered, I guess? Through love offerings, oh, churches. Okay. Um, we had some churches jump on board and um, just a lot of love offerings from different individuals. I mean, so it was, pro- it was provided. I mean, yes. Yeah, that wow. was, it was a struggle for me. Wow. That was a struggle. I mean, and Dallas and Ryan just kept in, God's got this. You know, he's going to, it's going to be fine. And then it slowly came in because, like, you know, everybody that I talked to was um, very helpful and, you know, by ordering shirts to food, you know, just getting things and um, put into place. I, it just fell in the, I don't know, it just fell in the. Well, and that's wild. The, I, and I'm sure the listener has sort of caught on, but just for clarity's sake, you're talking about. The beginning of March till when was the event? Um, June eighteenth and nineteenth. Right, so, so just a couple rolling. months, man. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I'm so quick. That that's pretty cool. And then Yikes. to think, like, man, no, now you know you got a year, and so I get. I don't know if that should raise the expectation, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, a year to be able to to plan and coordinate and I really and don't want to wait that long. Right, it'd be sure. fun just yeah. to go do another one. But let's get another sure. one rolled out. Right. No, that's 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 dope, man. Um, and we we kind of already asked about it, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase it. Uh, for the for the the men that do attend, is there something I guess moving forward that um should be intentional, something that they can leave with and a 
that's a, a, applicable. Applicable. Yeah. I mean, it because I don't want to resort the whole thing to just a cool weekend experience, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like I'm not trying to poo poo on, but is there something that the men can take and, and go back, or, or or is that something that you be intentional with next time? I, I no, guess. I, so with that being said, I still think, again, it goes back to how much are you wanting to put into it? Sure. You know, and how much are you wanting to receive? And I think um, by coming and building relationships, you should walk away with knowing that, man, I got, you know, 80 guys in my corner that I can call on. Mm-hmm. And I, I need to have, I need to send a mass email out to everyone. Just say, hey, how's everybody doing? You know, feel free to reach out to any of us, you know, and just, but I hope they got that. I mean, that's. Because if you don't have people, you know, if you don't surround yourself with people, you're, you're going to eventually go the other, you know, you can go whatever, whoever you're surrounding yourself with, right. you can mm-hmm. go the other way. Sure. Um, and so that's, I just hope that they walked away knowing that, hey, I'm not the only one in this. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, other people have been through it. God's got this, you know, and, or I gave this, you know, my sharp tongue or this guilt, you know, I nailed it to the cross. It's mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. It may take you a hundred, like my buddy told me, he said, it may take you a hundred times nailing that to the cross. Just mm-hmm. keep giving it to it. Yep. Yeah. But just being persistent and, and getting into the Bible and reading the word, because I noticed, you know, coming off the event, because we're on a high, you know, and we're there. Right. Because mm-hmm. when you come down two weeks later, I'm like, man, I was struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I was struggling. Sure. Yeah. Being what I wasn't doing, I wasn't reading. Yeah. As much as I should have been. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I was hardly reading at all, like for a week, and I'm like, it just went south. Sure, it's wild, man. We've we've had that talk on here. Mm-hmm. Um, the the quickest thing I can see, like an actual measurable difference from being in the word to not, is how I treat my uh, my wife. That's one of the first things I can notice right away. It, I'm mm-hmm. with you, like the lashing out of the tongue, or just mm-hmm. dear. I mean, it's it's strange, man. And it, I can always go, oh yeah, I wasn't being in the word, right? And I think it's encouraging too that we need a. And it's hard to do where you got jobs and families and whatever. Reach out to somebody every now and then. You know, mm-hmm. that's just an encouragement for the listener or whoever that comes to an event or just reach out to somebody. You know, mm-hmm. if, somebody, if God puts somebody on your heart, you probably should call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree, man. And we've talked about that as yep. well because I think that that's something that, that, just like you say, though, look around. Right. You know, and there's times where, and we've talked about this because that's something that I've noticed is like someone will be on my heart. And so I, I try to be as ten, intentional as possible. It's like, hey, man, uh, I don't want to be awkward, but you're on my mind, man, or, or I'm praying for you or whatever. Yeah. Hey, I hope yep. you're doing well. Um, and and I'm trying to be as unawkward as possible in the in the process, but because it, it's like, hey, but uh, you know, I don't want it to be weird, but it's not because I I feel like that is an act of obedience because there's been many times where you know I'll get that text back or I'll get a call back and it's like, man, the world's in a rough mm-hmm. state, and so you know to be able to be that blessing and and uh, just to be able to walk together, I think that's that's vitally important man like mm-hmm. we're not called to do this thing alone and i think so many guys and i think maybe it's a cultural thing but it's like we want to isolate you know because i don't want to be vulnerable or i don't you know i don't want to seem weak or i don't want to seem like i don't have it all together and and the truth is is that we all know that that's not true mm-hmm. right like we all 
suck at times and we all fail and we all fall short. We all have our own struggles. And so the notion that, that I have to mask that because I don't want other people to know that I'm normal, you know what I mean? Is, is silly. And so, um, (laughs) but to be able to set up an event like you have to, with that intentionality of like, look, you're not alone. We all struggle in this. And here's some men that are like-minded in that regard um, that are they're going through the same stuff, you know, trying to manage, you know, a, a job and family and ministry and, and all of that stuff is, is it's not easy. No. And so uh, being able to partner and walk life together is, is vitally important. Well, and that's like 21 years ago, and I said this in my, when I shared my testimony but um, at the event, but 21 years ago, I would never have guessed – I'd be where I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a believer when I was growing up, but I was not committed. I wasn't, you know, just I didn't truly trust in him sure. like I do now. And when you go back to, um, you know, I'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the movie The Overcomer. Have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. I have About not. About the uh, cross-country runner. Uh, and it says, who am I? Or is, so he, the, actually the dad asked um, the coach, he said, who are you? So if I ask you that question, who are you? Uh, are you I mean, it's, it's, we played that clip at the show mm-hmm. or at the revival, but, you know, he's first off, first thing he said is, I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, then what? I'm a father, or I'm a husband. Okay, then what? I'm a father. Mm-hmm. Okay, then what? And he gets frustrated. He's like, well, I'm a Christian. I said, okay. You know, but it wasn't the first thing out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. and he's like, then after that, he comes back and he's, and it's cool. Watch it. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, but it talked about it because he asked me, he said, well, when you said you'd pray for me, mm-hmm. did you? Right. And I've done that. Man, yeah. I'll be praying for you. Did you? No, I forgot. You know, I'm not perfect. Sure. But now if I tell somebody, even if I'm, yeah. I'll stop and just, even if it's just for that one simple prayer for that mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I try. That's one of my goals moving forward. Is if I'm going to tell someone I'm going to pray for, yeah, him, I'm not going to be a liar. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, we've talked yeah. about that yeah, same yeah, thing have, because yeah. I I can relate in that regard. But it's yep. like that's one of those areas where no man, if someone sends out a text because we have a little group and and sometimes yep. I'll you know we I'll, I'll send a text out or we'll send you know or I'll get one and it's like hey this is what's going on I need prayer yeah I'm stopping what I'm doing because right. I want I don't want to be a liar. And I also do yep. care enough to say, like, well, I'm going to pray. So I have to. Right. I'm going to. And I want to. You know what I'm right. saying? But I'm with you. There's been times, and I've recognized that. I'm where like, it's I'll like, just pray for it tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That was uh, so bad. That came from you or to, to me anyhow. That was one of the skills I had to go, oh, man, I have to develop that because I would do the thing. Yeah, I'll do it later. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, you'll, you'll forget. Yeah. Um, so and now, not out of malicious intent no, either. Right, right. Just... It's, life is, is and, busy and hard, yes. and that's the same thing with, like, you know, if, uh, you know, you, if you're face-to-face with someone and they're, you know, kind of saying whatever, it's like, I, I try to, like, let's pray right now, not, hey, I'll, pr- I'll be praying for it. No, mm-hmm. let, let's do it now because I want you to know that I care. And you already talked right. about that, too, man, just being there. And sometimes, just, I mean, just that's all you can do. And yep. so um, – Man, that's that's cool stuff. And you know what's really cool is that those are little disciplines and that, uh, I mean, they can seem like a big deal, but those are little disciplines that that really can impact our 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 world, mm-hmm. right? And, and obviously our sphere of influence is going to be 
different for everyone, but we all have that. And so to be able to just take that level of intentionality to just take that next step of like, okay, this guy's struggling. I'm going to pray. Let's pray right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or send the text or call or wh- whatever. Those are, those are little bitty things that are tangible. So. Yeah, man. Uh, I, Titus, one of our elders uh, here, oh, I don't know if he is anymore because we rotate out. I'm drawing a blank. Sorry, Titus. Uh, but he said it to me one time, too, that because um, I've picked his brain on, on prayer because mm-hmm. he just, that's one of his gifts. Like, he's a, he's a praying guy. And so <clears throat> um, one of the things he said was that of, like, how to, do you do it right away or do you try to remember later? And he said, no, you do it right away because, you for, for one, you told that brother or sister in Christ that you would. And the other thing is, is they're, counting on your prayer mm-hmm. they're depending on your prayer oh, man, so that's... it's like don't don't say they asked you to and so maybe maybe they're in such a need you're the only one they asked they're just throwing it out there and saying hey i'm gonna reach out to you mike would you pray and they don't even bother asking anyone because they're like you know what he said he, he's got it mm-hmm. and then you forget yeah oh man yeah that, so oh. i, I hadn't I'm, thought about it like that that's now i'm i'm with you mike where it's like i'm still not perfect i right. i still I'll, I'll forget but if i if I can do it right away, I try to. And, and I got that from Chris because he's like, no, I'll do it right away. And so if I haven't confessed on the podcast, I will now. But I've gotten texts where it's like, I'm on the toilet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray right, right now. No time to wait. Okay, No time to Let's wait. Let's pray. I'm not going anywhere anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. The point is, is like, just do it. I mean, they, they, right. they ask you for a reason. So do it right away. Don't forget, Chris. Well, and two, I mean, if you think about that, sort of in, in a sense, it's sort of a compliment too, because they're asking you because they know that, like, they have confidence that you're going to, that you care, that that you're that guy. Man, I, that's yeah, that's motivation too. Uh, what about you guys? Do you check up on it, like a couple of days later or something? You're like, hey, how'd that prayer work out? Not always, man. I don't. That's probably an area I need to grow in. But it's dope when you do, though, right? Because oh, yeah. if you get an answered prayer and you're like. Yeah, man, we get a share in that. Yeah, it's, that's it's cool when you see God working in that, and especially when you know I had a, a friend that was going through a hard time, and and just just we just kept praying for her, you know, mm-hmm. and um, met up with them, and she was she had some chemo treatments, and the first round was horrible, and uh, one of those second round was horrible. First second first round was good, second round was horrible, and you know we're just like the sec the third round. It was, it was getting bad, so we just like, we're going to pray for that, you know, and just kept praying for it and prayed for it and ran into him and asked and like, how was the last go-round? Mm-hmm. She said it was good, you know, and I'm like, I know why. And she's mm-hmm. like, I do too, you know, and so yeah. it's just That's cool awesome. to see God work in those situations. Oh, absolutely, yeah, man. So. Good grief. Um, anything else we want to, I mean, we're, we're hitting over an hour easy, so. Yeah. Uh, did you have some questions that... Or was it unrelated stuff? It's, oh, no, it's unrelated. It's, it's backup stuff to kill time. I actually... Oh, not kill time. That's well, not I what didn't, true, true discussions about, I didn't man. know. Well, not to kill time. No, it's about scripture. Stuff. But uh, actually, Michael, I'm, I am going to kind of put you on the spot now. No pressure. You can say no. But you keep mentioning it, so I'm going to ask, uh, would you share your testimony tonight? And that's putting you on the spot. I get that. I mean, I... How much time you got? <laughs> we 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 can go forever, can and go. it's it's only because I don't know it, Chris. I don't know if you know it or not. And I mean, I can give you so so go back to Matthew thirteen. Um, I don't have my notes, so we're gonna wing it. I mean, it's 
my testimony, so I should know it, right? I, and, and that's what I'm putting you on the spot because I'm no, sure I'm sure you know the 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 ups and downs and the highlights that you. Well, wanna... that's what I'm gonna give you, like the highlights, the main okay. points. Um, so, let's see. Okay, so um, I'm just gonna read the scripture real quick. Yeah. So, Matthew 3, then he spoke many things in them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up, and because they had no, no depth of the earth, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they were withered away. So I'm going to stop there. Mm-hmm. With that... Um, I look at that time frame, you know, God's word, you know, that was being poured into me at that time in my life, I'm going to say it was like from birth, you know, until my teenage years. Um, Holiday Christian went, you know, Christmas, Easter with grandma and grandpa on some weekends, not big on VBS or Sunday school. Um, And so as we move forward, and that's just kind of where I was during that time. Sure. And then some fell among the thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them out. So that time frame is my teenage years up until, you know, I got saved. Um, and the reason I look at it that way is because, you know, in this world today, it's, it's a norm that for people like, oh, you know, he goes out, he went out and partied. Or, you know, so my addictions at the time were, you know, I did drink, um, chewed, smoked, you know, pornography. You know, that's things that people want to talk about. Oh, you can't talk about that. No, it's real. I mean, it's mm-hmm. out there, yeah. you know, and so, um, and as teens, oh, that's just normal. You're a teenager. That's normal. Most, you know, because if you ask anybody, that's probably what they're going to tell you. Oh, right. yeah, you're going to go through that. But the thing is, is how do you get away from it? And so um, then it goes into, but others fell on the good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so with that, you know, I look at that from when I moved forward. You know, I, I got baptized um, back in 2003, I think is when it was. Um, but before that, so my wife and I, I started dating my wife when she was between, I just graduated and she was moving into sophomore year. Um, and so, you know, we dated. And anyways, lo and behold, we ended up conceiving out of wedlock. And... Um, Back and so it had been the fall of 2002, mm-hmm. um, my wife's senior year. So, you know, we were we kept going, and um, you know, because we had options back when I was in high school. I know there was women or girls that had abortions. You know, so we had options. We could either do that, or we could keep you know keep the child. And the Lord blessed us with the child, and we and we kept it. Um, you know, and I wasn't the one in high school still going through this. Like my wife, you know, and bless her heart, she has. You know, she held it very, held it together very well, mm-hmm. um, and so when we started looking for a church, um, I was Lutheran, my wife was Methodist, and uh, we went to the Methodist church and felt awkward, you know, and then went to Lutheran church and felt awkward, and so we end up my sister and her husband um, were going to the Bible Baptist up on Broadway, and I call them my hardcore Baptist. You know, you wore women wear skirts. I wore a suit three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it just changed, you know, just seeing what God can do and listening to the, you know, the pastor preach from the Bible, you know, and just put the word out there. And 
so we kind of, we felt at home, you know, they welcomed us with loving arms and, and for a long time I thought, man, they kind of made us, our other, our other churches made us feel bad. It was our own convictions working against sure, us, right? Sure. But that's not what I thought of at the mm-hmm. time. And so, you know, so moving forward, um, after I got saved, I wasn't perfect, you know, back in, it was before my daughter was born. So it would have been May, I think of 2003, um, my pregnant wife was at home, and I had a friend that I met on Harvest a couple years prior came up, and we went out and had a good time. Um, went oh, went to a luau for a friend that was going into the Navy. Tied one on big time. Um, she came and picked me up. I tried dropping out of the car, I guess, on the way home. Don't remember it. Mm. Woke up the next morning, she was still there, so I kept her. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but thank God, you know, <laughs> she that you. she stuck around with me. Yeah, um, yeah. And so and I, so that summer went on, and I still, I wasn't like, I wouldn't consider a heavy drinker, but like I would drink a couple beers before I go home, right? Mm-hmm. So my priorities were to have a couple beers, then go home to my wife and kid. And so back in that September of 03, you know, um, actually – yeah, and through that time, I kind of she made me quit. Um, it was either be done drinking or I'm out, and so I didn't have a drop for over three years. And then I got in the fire department, and adrenaline overruns the alcohol needs, so you you know that helped me stay away from it as well. Because um, I got on there in 2006, but um, so through that process, it just you know taking those steps. You know, it wasn't perfect. You know, just because I gave my life to Christ. I wasn't being obedient. Mm-hmm. I wasn't reading. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the things I necessarily needed to be doing. And um, so it just kind of, it just takes time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just being faithful and obedient to what he's, what he's doing for you and listening, you know, changes your life. And, you know, we've just been blessed with more kids ever since. And, um, but finding that home church was key. And mm. we we end up switching churches after we had a downfall there, um, you know, and then we went to another church and had a downfall there. And then for several years, we didn't go. We just sent Natalie and um, my son Caden to uh, youth group on Wednesdays to Calgary. Oh, yeah. So they, they were getting fed, but we weren't feeding ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so back in 2009, opening week in a pheasant season, Courtney's like, I'm going to go to the Baptist church. I said, I'm going hunting. So um, <laughs> went hunting and, you know, and here we are today still at that church. Um, but as we walk and as we grow, we find out, okay, you got you to gotta stay, you stay behind your church. You, you know, a church is just four walls, right? A building. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big believer of denominations. Um, I've been wanting to say that, and i got to get it out there because I'm not. That's what this revival is around is it's just four walls. And I was reading a book um, that Pastor Randy gave to the fire department. is talking about a chaplain. And he's like, they call it, there was a fire at a church. And they're like, hey, chap, you need to come down. You know, the whole congregation's here, and they're gathered up over there. And so he gets down there, and he's like, oh, man, you know, the building's gone. And this is what hit me is he walked over there, and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, what can I do for you guys? He's like, it's just a building. We're the church. And that's big yeah. because mm-hmm. as believers, we can't segregate ourselves to certain denominations mm-hmm. until we can come together and start working together as as the big church should be doing, mm-hmm. you know, things aren't going to get easier. Sure. And so when I set this up, not that I didn't want pastors to speak, 
but I really didn't because I wanted men to be able to come and share what they've been going through, mm-hmm. and I wanted to have a chance for a pastor can come so he could come and refresh because they're always working for us every mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, and so I wanted them to be able to come and, and listen and, you know, be support if we need them, and it worked out great, you know, and I talked to several different pastors and met a lot of new new friends and, and grew relationships because of setting this up and going and talking to them before mm-hmm. it even took off, um, you know, because I wanted to see what their thoughts were, mm-hmm. you know, and just the blessings they, you know, even their prayers are huge, you know, and I know that's why it was a success mm-hmm. is because they were praying for us, um, even if they weren't there. Um, so that was, so that's kind of my walk. Um, you know, like I said, I always thought my testimony was up until I got saved right, and now right. it's continuing, right? Mm-hmm. And yep. so how can we continue to make that testimony stronger to share with other people and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and help guide them to Christ? No, man, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I'm with you um, in that I used to think, oh, yeah, your testimony is just when, the moment you got saved. I mean, to give a testimony means to to tell what you witnessed. That's right. what it means. And so to, if you got air in your lungs, you've got a testimony. Right. Keep, keep on going. and. Yeah. Man, especially that growth. Uh, again, that's that was my mentality of like, oh no, if you're a Christian, you you've got it all figured out. And it's like, no, man, I struggle. Mm-hmm. Goodness, I struggle. And and <laughs> you got your um, addictions or your 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 shortcomings where you're like, man, I keep nailing it to the the cross. I keep picking them back up and and right. struggling with them. And it's and I don't know. I but, feel like being a <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like being a Christian. Almost, uh, I mean, it seems like in some ways life has been more of a challenge, right? Because I'm trying to walk in this manner that's pleasing to God and life still happens and bad mm-hmm. things still happen right. and you still have to endure and, and all that stuff. There's still pain and struggle. And so in some ways I feel like it's, it's harder simply because I care, right? Like before right. when you're in the world, it's like, it is what it is, you know, doing what I want to do and, and I'm pleasing me. Uh, and so the perspective obviously shifts. So, yep. yeah, man. Well, um, let's see where we're at now going, uh, moving forward this next year. So mm-hmm. father's day weekend, right. that's what you're shooting yep. for. Um, father's day weekend. And you know, it's a time where I know you can't bring all your children with you, but you still got father's day. Mm-hmm. Sunday to go be with your family at church because mm-hmm. um, we don't do it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I want brothers to be able to go and go back to their churches mm-hmm. and share what they witnessed or what yeah. they experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, that was super powerful. At at our church on Sunday, we had, I don't know, there's probably seven or eight of us there, mm-hmm. um, maybe more. So, But it, the pastor's like, hey, you know, we're going to just share what happened. And so everybody kind of starts speaking and sharing what they witnessed and mm-hmm. Um, it was super cool, and then I got to speak for another 20 or 30 minutes, and then pastor spoke for another 20 or 30 minutes, and so we got out of there like at noon, but nobody was complaining, you know, right, because it right. was such a cool thing to share, um, and just to see it kind of, and that was something, I always wondered what fruition meant, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm going to tell you, but um, <laughs> I was like, man, what does that mean? I never Googled it, and so, but when I got to see this come from, you know, this was brought to me from a, fr- a brother, and and I got to see it grow and then come complete. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what fruition is. You know, yeah. it's just what God has started and makes, you know, and so super excited moving forward. Um, hopefully in August we can get a, we got a promotion. We're working on a pro- promotional video, and we're going to start going to, like, 
churches, you know, different churches. Each, mm-hmm. Hopefully each of us can do that. Go to different churches every month, at least one a month, and then um, so hopefully more people get on board for mm-hmm. it so, mm-hmm. and share what we've witnessed and what God did and kind of help it move, help it grow. Yeah. Cool, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see. I mean, it, it, it already has happened, which is awesome. We're not, we're not in the baby stage of going, right. what's going to happen? It happened. And so I'm excited to see it continue and to potentially grow. I mean, right. man, mm-hmm. I'm excited for you guys. That's cool. That's pretty dope. It is. So if you had any, any sort of, uh, and and maybe you maybe you've thought through this maybe you haven't but it, what would you like to see in say like five ten years or 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 are you just like let's just let's just be faithful with today and and God will do what God's gonna do yeah that's kind of that's where I'm at I mm-hmm. want to see what I'm just gonna leave it in God's hands um, mm-hmm. and I think I'm gonna jump back sorry again <laughs> but when I, when people call me pastor and I kept saying no I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. to that point yet. I told wife's like, well, that'd be a good retirement plan. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe. But then this came about. But mm-hmm. I still feel like it's. I don't know if this is what he's calling me for. Is just to help help this grow, or if I'll end up moving into a pastoral role down the road. Um, well, you you realize that you are in a pastoral role. That's true. Yeah, I mean, by <laughs> by all rights, you are. I mean, because you say deacon, but you you function as an elder. Mm-hmm. It, that's your church. I mean, just how they work, right? It. Exactly. Yeah. So, but and all the of the criteria for a pastor is the same criteria that you fall under, right? So you are a pastor. Well, and so Bill Rader was talking. He made the comment. And this is what helped click, and I got I got to throw this out there. Is he's like, he's like, if you guys are waiting to be perfect, mm-hmm. it's never going to happen. I'm like, right. man, darn it, doggone it, <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> you know, because so. I'm like. Because I was like struggling, you know, because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not theologically sound, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. still growing, I'm still walking. Mm-hmm. And uh, ran into some other pastors and talked with them. And, you know, everybody has different points of views. And so sure, I'm just sure. like, um, but I had some, I have some really good ones in my corner. And so I know moving forward that, you know, I can do anything if I just trust in God mm-hmm. and do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. Now, did, did I hear you correctly about going through some training or? I started. Okay. So a brother, so during that time frame, I was like, man, I don't. I was looking at different colleges, you know, mm-hmm. and um, not that I was going to apply, but just because I wanted to, like, I feel like I need to move forward with this because it just keeps hitting me, and I know God's sure. hit me in the head with it, and I'm ignoring it. And so I talked to, uh, ran to a buddy, at, he was at work, and I'm like, I need to go see him. So I'm like, I'm going to pull in. So I went in and pulled in and talked to Eric, and uh, he's like, hey, it's crazy. I prayed last night that a Christian brother would stop by, and here you are. I say, hey, it's crazy because this is what I'm going through, and I need to some insight. He's like, well, um, thoroughly equipped. He's been through this class called thoroughly equipped. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, he's like, I can, he's like, I don't really want to lead one, but I'll lead it. And so we started it in April and the baby came, planting season came mm-hmm. and I fell behind. I struggled, you know, yeah, and it's just, yeah. cause there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, maybe I don't need to do this yet. Maybe I just need to take my time. And so I kind of stepped away from it and he's helping another guy walk, go through that same program. And, but I've had opportunities and offers to come do some other training um, mm-hmm. that maybe won't be as intense until sure. my life kind of shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'm still going to keep doing my, my chaplain, you know, duties of being there for people and mm-hmm. and uh, the elder part of it too or deacon mm-hmm. part is just kind of right. – I love yeah. doing it. I love yeah. being there for people and helping if I can. So. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's <laughs> awesome, man. I mean, yeah. just stay in the word and shoot. I, I feel like you're. I don't know. I, I look up to you, and I and I, I think yeah, I see. I see. I mean, I, you definitely are one of those guys that. Um, I I mean, obviously, you don't have it all together, right? But that's no, I not. I don't feel like that's the standard. But right, but right. I do see the authenticity, and I do see that faithfulness. Um, and that is, I mean. My goodness, man! If we had more men like that that were leading in that way, mm-hmm. I think that it, things would seem to be a little different than they are. And so, uh, man, if we can do anything to to help, we we want to do that, you know. And that. so, uh, as as we get closer to next year, man, we'll we'll be plugging you or sharing your oh, content sure, yeah. or, or whatever we can do. And and if there's a time between now and then, um, and even closer to, if if you want to come back on and and. Sure. You know, lay out some specifics or, or sort of the vision for next year. Uh, man, we, we'd be glad be awesome. to have you. So, yeah, awesome. absolutely. Uh, again, because if, you know, to, to help out or be a part of that, to, to see it grow is what I'm excited about. But uh, if we could promote or, or have you mm-hmm. on to, uh, to push that. Yeah. Gosh, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And, but I think I, I do kind of like the idea, even of like the Father's Day deal or that weekend, because you know, go be recharged and encouraged mm-hmm. because, you know, being a dad, um, particularly one that's effective, you know, is, is important. It's, it's vitally important. You know, if you look at the statistics of, of men that are incarcerated, um, the ma- vast majority of those men are without fathers mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, statistically graduating high school is far less. I mean, all there's a, there's a ton. I mean, the, the, your income rate is less, right? right? Statistically. So, and those are probably the lame ones, you know, but, (laughs) but nonetheless, there there is, there have been just new, uh, a ton of studies done about that. And so being a dad, an effective dad Mm -hmm. is vitally important. You know, when you think about the next generation, you look at the world and some of the stuff that, that our kids are facing. I mean, some of the stuff that our kids are facing in school are things that I would have never thought, never, you know, you look at the gender stuff, you look at, um, I mean, some of the crazy stuff that our kids and, and the technology and all that stuff, man, we have got to step into that and and lead because right. man we're we're sending them out to the wolves absolutely in man. so many ways and so um well going back to something i think it was like 10 minutes into the episode so we're going way back uh but you had said something about that especially like dad sharing testimonies and you know if, if the the kids were old enough uh to be a part of that to, mm-hmm. to be able to witness that and um i was gonna say this and i didn't so i'll say it now but i think that is really powerful for especially the dad to say that, to say, share a testimony and, and for the, the sons to hear that um, because it all of a sudden becomes real. Right. It's not dad just talking a bit t- big talk and being tyrannical and tell you how to, to live your life. You're seeing it lived out through your father going, oh, wow, he, he struggles and, he, and here's where he's at. So th- <coughs> this is the real deal when he tells me, here's why I ought to walk this way and do this. Um, that's, that's huge, man. Well, I think... And I, we encouraged the kids to kind of go with the pastors, but not everybody did. Sure, sure. You know, because we want to make sure they had those opportunities. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you might have to talk to me about it first before. It's just like when I shared it with the with my we call the Timothy group is what we called our group at the cabin up there. But um, it was I had to share it with because I was going to take Caden because him and I were we're buttonheads, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and so. Uh, we called Brian called Pastor Ron and Ron's like, yeah, he, we can make him we can make him fit in, you know, if we need to. 
And then he's like, I'm not going. And I'm like, you know, I need this time. And I had to go with that time because there was something I had to share with those guys that I have never shared with anybody before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so by doing that, it gave me some freedom. So now I can talk about it openly. Sure. And it's just no big deal. Yeah. But I think the setting too, and you kind of alluded this to this, Joseph, but the setting also, I feel like changes the dynamic too, because, you know, I've had some very candid conversations with my sons and, you know, be, just being very genuine and authentic. But when it's just us two or us three, you know, that's different than you have a group of men mm-hmm. that are doing mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like, oh, th- this is real. This isn't, we're not, this isn't an act, man. This is, and, and not that they would think that one-on-one or, you know, whatever, but, but just to see like, this is no, this is actually how men should do life. And, uh, man, we, we, we all struggle. And, and so to be able to, to own that, to be able to recognize, oh gosh, you know, I have some struggles in my own life that maybe my dad's been talking to me about, but this is sort of the end result of if you don't, then this, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you, you, you touched on pornography and it's like, you know, that's obviously it's you an have awkward a son. conversation. Yeah, it's an awkward right, conversation, right, right. but, but it's, it's like, if you're not having that conversation with your sons, you know, and I, I got a 13 and a nine year old man, but I'm not naive to think that they're not coming across this stuff or, or, oh, you yeah. know, and again, mm-hmm. we, you know, we try to, to engineer the best we can, but it's not, we don't make it impossible. No. And so we need to have those conversations, but to be able to have the conversation of like, look, or to hear someone that has overcome, be able to say like, look, I got caught up in this and, and it was it was bad. These yeah. hooks were mm-hmm. in deep. And as a result of that, that, you know, my marriage fell apart or, or whatever the damage is, you know, to be able to, to say that on the other side of, yeah, God, but God redeemed yes. that area of my life. And I'm not bound by that. And God has blessed my marriage or whatever, whatever the testimony is, you know, that is so important for, for our young men to hear. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and other men too, because it's so easy to think like, not, not just that I'm alone, but I can, I can't see how this is ever going to get better. Yep. And I talk to guys on a regular basis that it's like, that's the mentality. And it's so hard to like, you, you want to like, let me just, let me just smack you or pick you up and shake it. You can't do that. It'd right. be ineffective. <laughs> and you know, they, they wouldn't appreciate it either, but you know, it's like, dude, it can get better it, mm-hmm. and it will, but it's not going to be easy. And so, um, so I think that I, I, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. Thank you. And I, and the more that we talk about it, and I, I feel even worse about yeah, not yeah. going now because it would have you know I should have rescheduled some airlines and or airline flights and just said hey you know sorry yeah. I can't do it. Well, like I said the ones that needed to be there were yeah, there, sure. you know, and, sure, and sure. this is just gonna and they're gonna help make it grow, you sure, know, and, absolutely, and just sharing it and. I could talk about it forever, so yeah, yeah, I get pretty excited about it. That's cool. I, so. I feel like that's that's really cool because it's that first step of like, yeah, let's do it. You know, to Absolutely. now on the other side of it. So if you could, what and maybe maybe it hasn't changed, but your perspective going into it to your perspective now over the the not just the event but the ministry, you know, has that changed at all? I don't think so. No. No, let's we'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do it. I love so it, man. Can get About it a month after, or not even a month ago, back in like a week after, I was like, let's just do another one. Right. You know? <laughs> but, we'll call it something else. That yeah. was the hardest part. Think of a name. 
thing like in the, the summer revival and then um, we can have the fall so, revival yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for someone maybe there's a, a listener out there right now um, uh, male or female if there's maybe something's itching at their heart and they're like I, I would like to get something started but that just seems too big too impossible I, I don't know anything about that I think the biggest thing to do is just pray about it um, you know and, and look around you mm-hmm. know there's signs I'm a true believer there's signs everywhere you know there's he's powerful you know, and he can he can put something right in front of your face. You know, just like when I went and picked the vendors of like, who am I gonna have do this? I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, I just saw that person yesterday, or I had, you know, ran into Steve Everett at the FFA auction. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just little things like that. You know, if you're looking at some doing something, and you run across somebody that can does something similar to what you're looking at, hit them up. You mm-hmm. know, ask them about it. Um, and just continue to pray about it, and God will direct you in the direction you need to go. Yeah. One of the things that you talked about um, is is like let you know the the COVID year twenty twenty, um, and how the seed sales you, you're walking in faith. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how has this helped or or even challenged that perspective? And and what does that look like going forward in walking in faith? Right, because that's what you're just now saying right. is like, look. You know, the food vendors, all the sign, you know, whatever your your God is putting on your heart, right? Like you can't look at the the overall, it's the next thing. Hey, I ran into so and so that makes shirts or they design this. Hey, I'm gonna talk to them. Yeah, I'd love to help. You know, that those are moves of faith. Right. Right. And so how has that uh been challenged, but also moving forward, what does that look like? I think the biggest thing for me is I just got to keep my focus on what he has for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause when you're in ministry of any sort, you never know where God's going to take you with mm-hmm. it. And so I'm just trying to rely on him, <clears throat> rely on him for work, you know, in general, but also where, where's this going to go? Mm-hmm. Cause it's just going to be, cause when we first talked about it, we talked about like, well, maybe next year we'll move it to this town and this town and kind of make it like a, a like a running or a circling mm-hmm. moving event. Um, for here, I, and I'm speaking out of terms without the guys here, but um, I feel like at the Smoky is the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's beautiful. It's got stuff. It's got everything we need down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, I feel like it needs to stay here. You know. Um, well, I th- I like the idea of consistency too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's the, that's it. I was talking with a. I met a cool guy through uh, showing some cows up in or some steers up in uh, Colorado a couple of years ago found out he was a brother of a friend that I already had and uh, found out he was a believer. Great guy. Anyways, um, he was super pumped, and he has – their church puts one on, I think, every June typically, but they're moving it to September, and I'm not sure of the town. I'll let you guys know. But um, Rick's a good dude, Um, so I was talking to him, and he's like, you know, we just do it every year. He's like, like, what do I expect? You know, and he's like – well, in a good year, we have 100, you know, and average 50. I'm like, okay. And here I was playing for 300. You know, I was thinking, you know, nothing's sure, sure. impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it unpo- impossible for us to get 300 next year? No. No. Mm. No, not at all. You know, because the more we – we already had 80 – I'd say between 60 and 80 people there between Friday and Saturday night. You know, those guys go out and share to three people and two come. You know, we're going to be – pushing, you know, 160 plus. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I just want to do what God wants us to do, yeah. you know? And so that's what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. How do you keep yourself rooted and walking in faith on a daily basis? 
my biggest thing, and I think it's true for anybody, um, give thanks, you know, and to him. I try to do that first thing in the morning. I don't always. I'm not perfect. So, um, and then reading scripture, but praying, you know, I don't know, that helps me. You know, and sometimes, like, my son and I were struggling before this uh, deal, and I just wanted to wring his neck, to be honest with you. Yeah. And so I left after yelling at him, and I got on got in the pickup, and helps on its way by Toby Mac comes. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it was just the chorus part. Right. I caught the end of it, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just continuing giving it to him. Um, yeah, I s- still lash out every now and then. You ask my kids. They're not going to say I'm perfect by any means. Mm. Um, they'll probably say I'm imperfect. But sure. I'm just trying to change. And mm. it's not happening overnight, but I just got to keep trying. So yeah, man. he doesn't give up on us. So we shouldn't give up on him. Yeah, yeah it's a process for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Joseph, you've arrived, though. I've Yeah, I'm, I'm fully sanctified. There's nothing else I can <laughs> learn or work on. So it feels good, guys. It feels it seems good. like lying <laughs> is one of those things. Bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm I'm teasing. I'm sorry. That hurt, man. You cut deep just now. Um, man, I gosh, time flies on here. We're going an hour and forty. Is there anything else we want to pick at, or I mean, because we got your brain here while we're talking about this event. So I want to. I just want to cover for any any listeners out there that's that's curious about. Do this. you guys have a Facebook page? Or anything? We do. Okay. Um, the heart. It's called so, the Harvest Men's Revival. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'd like to plug that, and then also if. If there's someone listening that is like, man, you know, that sounds like a cool thing. Uh, is there in it? If they reach out to us, is there a way that we could we get them get them in touch? You can with message you? me on Facebook or okay. um, Michael Big C Dorn. <laughs> the <right>. official Facebook. <laughs> um, yeah, because to that, if they're if they're interested in the event itself or uh, help, did you guys need any? Oh yeah, any more hands? That was what was crazy. It's like everybody's like, oh, help out. You know, everybody pitching like like doing little things if we mm-hmm. needed it. Um, it seriously fell together. I don't even know how to explain it. Like too mm-hmm. easy. It was too easy. Seriously, it was way too oh, easy. Man. So next year, it's, oh, it's interesting to hear you say that, man. Because I have never done anything that big. The only event I've ever done, and I had to do it, I think, two or three times. Um, and sh- and my wife helped. Shay helped. But uh, when we did the youth group, our like big fundraiser. I shouldn't call it big. One of our fundraisers was putting on a big garage sale here in the summer. And I hated it. I absolutely hate it. And Shay will tell you, too, like, this was miserable. Like, you lose sleep. Like, you can't eat. Like, it's just a very stressful thing. But you put on this big event, and you're like, yeah, that was really easy. Uh, I don't know. Just kind of all together. Well, I feel like that's... that's It's it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm not trying to make fun of it. I, I, I think it's really no, awesome, that, man. I think it's cool. I think a lot of it boils down to is having faith in what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and, and having Dallas and Ryan with in my mm-hmm. corner yeah. and us working together. I mean... It was cool. And and maybe that speaks on on where my heart was. I didn't want to do that fundraiser. I right. mean, and that's probably a big part of it. Well, I, Pro- I feel like there's a huge difference between doing a garage sale and <laughs> a men's revival, though. You know oh, what I'm saying? For like, sure, for sure. You know, I, it, I don't know. I feel like there's a big difference. There is. Cause I, so, but I could, I could, so I could relate with what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I would be. I guess I'm saying th- there's a garage sale coming up, and we want you to Planet Michael, so yeah. I'm just gonna throw that bomb <laughs> right. in your lap hey, right all now. All stuff's for <laughs> stuff's for sale. I can give you a list of contacts. Yeah, there, there you go. go. So no, I, I joking aside, I'm very glad that it did come together so easy that it seemed to work out. I, I, I mean, hearing your story, I think again, God took the wheel and was like, "No, I'll, I'll make this happen." 
Yeah, you're you're a little conduit that I'm gonna use to get word out, but right. it happens. But I like the faithfulness, man. Golly, yeah, it's yeah awesome. for sure. Yeah, it's not something we, I ever really envisioned happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just cool that you know he moved through it and just it's gonna keep going. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, I I I'm drawing a blank. I had another question for you because I don't want I don't want to wrap this up and put a bow on it yet, but uh um. I guess, is there anything you want to say to the listeners that are curious or you know, maybe if you're, didn't if make you're, it? If you're interested um, in checking it out or wanting to know more information, like I said, message me on Facebook on The Harvest Men's Revival um, is our page, and you can message me there um, and then, or give me your email address on there, and I can we can contact back and forth, phone numbers, whatever. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah. Um, would you start taking any help now? I mean, can people, if they wanted to give or, or sign up, you know, if somebody wants to give that, you know, that's, we did run it through the church. Um, so it could be, you know, through a 501c, through a nonprofit so they can, uh, write those off. But, um, cause we haven't set up our own 501c3 and I don't know if we will. I think the church being under the church holds accountability, you know, cause then I got a pastor, I have other deacons overlooking, you know, overseeing, not overseeing it, but they're, they're there. They have eyes on it, mm-hmm. you know, so if we're not doing something that's not right, then, cause I want to do what's right. You mm-hmm. know, I don't yeah. want to be Fair enough, man. anything out of the ordinary. So. Michael, uh, this is the most I've ever talked to you, man. You seem like a good dude. You seem like a guy of integrity. I mean, even earlier when you were saying, this is at the beginning of the episode, when you mentioned the pastoral position was maybe offered your way and, and you said no, because I'm just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and, and here you're saying, well, I'd rather keep it under um, eyes because I want this to go right. I want to mm-hmm. please God. I want to do what's right. right. Um, dude, I dig getting to talk to you, man. This is, this has been a joy. It's been fun. I, I really enjoyed yeah. this. So I know Chris didn't as much because he's squirming over there, but whatever. No, I really did. <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. I, I'm so thankful you came on. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for asking me to come. Michael, are you a Calvinist in any capacity? You can edit this because I'm like, what is a Calvinist? Oh, no, that's fine. No, Explain I that. Um, I mean, I've heard it. I'm serious. I've heard it, but what does that mean? I'm, I'm going to be... Why uh, are you opening this can of worms? I'm, I don't know. I just feel... Man, I think it might have been the question that was bugging me. I'm like, I'm just going to throw this in there. Uh, if I'm, I'm going to put it in a really rude way, and I oh want to see what Chris gosh. says. Uh, Calvinism is you saying... God pre-controlled every single little thing that ever will happen. Is that fair? Are you asking me? <laughs> so that's what Michael Dorn is, is not a kid. No, no, no. Michael Dorn is not a kid. You know, you know what? I, I wouldn't even have to ask you if you're a Calvinist. If you were, you would have let us know in like yeah. five years ago. That's the thing about Calvinists. Um, if you're not, then I want to, then you're really going to enjoy this. Cause here's the question I wanted to ask. It's, it's a Calvinistic topic. And so it's, it's super, but it's super quick. This one's super quick. Calvinism is, is just that. Um, but there's a five point system to help us sort of understand what it is. It's a man-made systematic theology to help us understand scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a bunch of camps out there. This is one of them. Calvinism. One of the big things about Calvinism is that God predetermined everything, mm-hmm. everything that a murderer would be a murderer, that a rapist would be a rapist. Yeah, and you're already shaking your head. No. Okay. You can so, so, so that's the mindset. Well, okay. Go ahead. Oh, no, go. no. What? I'm not, I'm not getting in on this. What? Right go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. What were you going to say, bud? Well, I was just going to say that, that that is a camp. I feel like to represent a, a Calvinist well would be, might, they might not put it that way. No, I am putting it kind of rudely. That, right. That, that is true. Right. So, okay. But that there is a five 
Uh, is there a Calvinist that would that says God doesn't predetermine? I think that they they try to manage that tension. Yeah, but I don't know that they do it real well. But so, and that's where we're going to lead with this question. So, in the mindset of Calvinism, if everything is predetermined, he predetermined a rapist to be a rapist. Um, can anyone reject Christ? Can the non-elect reject Christ? That's my question to the Calvinist. And so to put no, it, because it's not an option, right? So, so put it in a way that we can understand. Can I reject Bill Gates' billions of dollars? Can I reject that? Yeah. No, it's not being offered to me. Well, it's not being offered to me. It's not being okay. offered to I'm me. I'm with you. And so that would, that's my objection to Calvinism <laughs> is uh, uh, someone who's non-elect can't reject Christ because it was never even offered to them. That's part of the uh, doctrines of, of Calvinism anyhow is that he didn't die for everyone. Well, so that's an interesting topic because my pastor, I did a sermon on uh, Alexander the Great, right? There's, he just used this for example, you can take this on or off, whatever you want to do with it. But I thought it was interesting because there's like 50, say 50 books or 50 mm-hmm. stories about Alexander the Great. And you can ask anybody and they'll be like, oh yeah, I know who that is, mm-hmm. right? But if you go ask somebody who Jesus Christ is, when there's over 200 Stories or books, whatever, mm-hmm. about him, but they don't believe in him. Really? Mm. Yeah, you'll believe somebody that has that's fifty good... versus two hundred. And I'm like, man, Pastor Caleb nailed that one. I'm like, that's actually a good point. I like that. It's awesome mm. because it's proven fact that he walked, lived, mm-hmm. walked, died, yep. and rose. But you want to argue mm. that point? Well, I think it's because of man's sin nature. Yep. You don't want accountability. No, nobody. I don't want to say nobody, but people generally do not want accountability. Well, I mean, if we can, and I mean, stay on your, your, the, that argument, um, because you've heard, you, I'm sure you've heard it. Non-believers will say, well, but scripture is not proof though, because it was written by man. So it could be in error. Right. Then why do you believe any book about any other historical right. figure? Yeah. Right. You don't apply that same sort of standard. And also you're, you're, you're assuming scripture is like any other book written when it's not, it's, the word of God. Right. So just interesting. Oh, they well, say, well the, somebody had to create it. Well, okay. Who created the earth? You know? And so it just blows my mind. Yeah. There's a lot of implications coming yeah. from. Anyhow, I threw that in. That's, I, and that's not a segment that we do with guests really, but I just, <laughs> ending it on a, a really bumpy, awkward so Obviously segment. that it's not important to me because I'm like, I've heard, I'm like, I never looked yeah. into it. Don't worry about it. Just be biblical. Just read your Bible and believe, what, believe what it says. That's good apologetics. Believe, read your oh, Bible. Oh, did you want to ask him about eschatology or something now, Joseph? Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> let me get my man. Google. Let's wrap this up. Uh, okay, we will. Uh, an hour 45, man. It's been good. Uh, Michael, it has been good. It's It's been good to, to get to talk to you. Because honestly, man, if I'm, if I'm being real, um, any of my interactions with you is just sort of when I bump Hi, into bye. you. And it, yeah. Hey, yeah. how you doing? Good, man. All, All right. right. Yeah, you love God? Cool. See, like, it's right. and And that's been fine, but. This has been a joy to yeah, to, to get to talk fun. to a brother uh, and just see what what God has been doing in your life, and we'll see what ha- what He will do. I mean, it's been good, man. So, anything else we want to? <laughs> you got a Calvinistic thing, Chris? You want to? No, man. I I'm <laughs> so confused right now. <laughs> but people will reject Christ. Yes, that's what we're. That's that's my point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Scripture's clear about that, right? Yeah, that's, so you can turn from Him. You know what's the, interesting? The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The words that I have spoken will judge me last. I mean, people will reject. Christ. I was thinking about this, and this is again another off 
This is see I ah, I don't want to bring it up other than Here we go. Okay, okay. Here we so go. someone that you go to hell, do you go to hell for sin or is it for rejecting God? Oh, that's a good I want to hear your answer, Michael. I think it's a combination. I think because you have to repent. He says that we have to repent. Mm-hmm. So I think you still have to repent your sin. And also when you do that, repentance doesn't mean, oh, I repented, so I'm going to keep doing it. Just like my downfall with my sharp tongue. You know, I give it to him and I ask him for forgiveness and my kids for forgiveness, but I keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So I still have to continue to strive to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, walking away from him. So, so I'm going to ask it again. Do you, do you go to hell for sin or for rejecting Christ? Rejecting. Okay, so let's actually, let's, actually, to be fair, I think it's a trick question That's because what sword. is rejecting Christ? That's a sin. Right. And again, <laughs> I, but, so, okay. Actually. But where there is no law, there is no sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you go to hell for rejecting God, not sin. Now, is rejecting God a sin? Yes. yes. Right. But the problem is, is that with that argument, argument you, you, could not take that in a Calvinistic way because you don't have an option to reject God. So therefore, yeah. so why do you go to why do you go to hell if the law is imperfect in itself? Mm-hmm. Right? If the if the purpose of the law is to to show, show sin, sin, right? That we're not saved by the law, and that is the purpose of the law. Then therefore, we don't go to hell because we sin, but rather for rejecting God. Um. So maybe. <laughs> We're dropping a butt. We're opening a can of worms. Sorry. Look man. up Calvinism, and then the next time we have you on, maybe you'll yeah, have some, some two cents to throw in. Because uh, you'll you'll either come on and go, yeah, I ain't doing that, or you'll be like hardcore. Oh, yeah, I'm a Calvinist. Because I don't know if there's any like gray area Calvinist. It seems like you are either hardcore or you're like, no, nah, that's not for me. Hmm. Is there any like middle Calvinist that we can think of? I feel like I was kind of. Like getting your foot in the door? I don't know. You know, man. to be fair, I would say a year ago, I was I was... I wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. So. <laughs> Way to end the show. Sorry, Joseph. Michael. Yeah. That's awkward. It is. I mean, I just <laughs> want to focus on him. Not, <laughs> not the rest of uh, it. And see, and, and that's, that's the flaw from the outset is that it is a man-made system. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. And any man-made system is going to be flawed. Inherently, I mean, it's it's well. And we did it. We did a segment a few months ago, or not a segment, but like a series, uh, where we dug into it. And I think that it's like, look, we can argue about this in heaven. So, it, so in that regard, it doesn't matter. You so know, I mean? we can argue, argue about, about it in heaven. heaven. We're not going to. But I'm saying, like, it it it, like it matters that much. Jesus will be like, what yeah. was up with that? Yeah. Right. Why did we waste so much time? Um, I, okay, let's end on this. I heard a, a Calvinist and a non-Calvinist debating, but it was a friendly debate. It was really, really good. I'll send it to you because it was mm-hmm. it was a type of debate we long for where it's oh. like friendly, mm-hmm. right? Like they would pick at each other, laugh. Like, well, yours says this, yours says this. Um, the, the non-Calvinist asked the Calvinist, and he goes, man, uh, when you get up to heaven and, and you realize one of us is wrong, one of us is wrong. That was that's the key to the question. You know what are you going to say? And the Calvinist said, "You know what? I can't wait up to get to he- get to heaven and realize how how wrong both of us are. Because we're both going to be wrong in some sure. sort of oh, aspect. Yeah. It's a man made system yeah. that we're approaching scripture with. And so, I I like I can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. So so I guess don't even get wrapped up in it. Yeah, that's a yeah. much better note to, note to end on. I can't wait for the 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 
great shepherd to teach us. That that's what I'm looking forward to. For right. him to take us through the word and be like, yeah, you were you were missing it here. I'll right. sh- I'll show you what's up. <laughs> oh, that'll be a good time. All right, brothers and sisters. Um, gosh, Michael, it's it's been good. Um, again. This uh, event will be an annual thing, and so if you wanna you wanna reach out, get a hold of us, get a hold of the the you guys do have a Facebook page, yes. yep. um, so there's ways to to get involved, or if you wanna plan for the next one, if you wanna give, um, there's a lot of things that that's uh, that's needed for this to to take place. Um, although again, this first one seemed pretty easy, but uh, the need is still there, right? Right. Um, men need to step up, need to lead. Uh, the events needed, so. Yep. Gosh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Brothers and sisters, man, this has been another good episode of True Discussion. Until next time, God bless. God bless. Thank you. Yeah, right, dude.